Hi, good morning. My name is Karen Arango, and this is my husband, Caesar. And together, we are part of Prison Fellowship Ministries. I would like to start by sharing who and how the ministry began. Charles Colson is the founder of Prison Fellowship, the largest prison ministry in the entire world. And he actually started, um, and he was actually known as the hatchman for, for President Nixon back in the days. I'm not sure if you're familiar, and many of you probably are, with the scandal, the Watergate scandal. So he was part of it, and uh, he ended up actually taking the hit for President Nixon, ended up in prison. But, you know, we never know how God is going to work in our lives. He accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior because before he went to prison. And while he was in prison, he got to see the needs of the man in there. And because of his, um, he was an attorney and he knew so much about the law, he was able to help so many men inside the prison. So when he came out in 1976, he founded Prison Fellowship Ministries. Since then, Prison Fellowship has gone above and beyond with many different programs, as you may be very familiar with In Your Tree in December, that provides Christmas presents for children that have an incarcerated parent. We have in-prison ministries with the academy, uh, TUMI, the Urban Ministry Institute, that actually assist men and instruct men how they can be Christian leaders inside the prison and also outside the prison. So throughout that, we also have some hope events that we do um, evangelistic yard events in the prison. So, but the most important thing about April is that um, April has actually been designated as the uh, second chance month. On April 11th, Prison Fellowship designated this day as the Second Chance Sunday to create awareness about persons who have been incarcerated and also to share the redemption that is available to all of us and to them through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Everyone has inherent dignity and potential, but approximately 7 million Americans or one in three adults have a criminal record. That's really sad to say, but this hinders them for number one, getting employment, having education, uh, housing, and actually many other things that are necessary for them to have a full and productive life. Through many of, we also know that many of our youth have a criminal conviction that they will carry with them until pretty much the day they die. It's kind of like walking like back in the days with the scarlet letter saying, I've been in prison, I'm an ex-convict, I'm an ex-inmate, ex-prisoner. So here in Prison Fellowship, what we have actually um, have a different name and we don't call them that anymore. We call them returning citizens. It's just like they've been away for a while, and now they're coming back to our communities. So today, we want to make sure that we create awareness about who these people are. We know them very well because they could be our family members. They could be our friends. They could be our neighbors. So we just have to be aware of who we have in our in our area and who are surrounding us, and then also knowing that they can be a completely changed individuals. In addition to the widespread uh, social stigma, there is more than 44,000 documented legal restrictions on people with a conviction. So we call in prison fellowship that a second prison. It seems like you have just gotten out of prison, 
to go back again into a prison with, with the difference that now is open doors, is in your own community. The second prison wastes human potential and adds to recidivism, ultimately jeopardizing the public safety. Prison Fellowship has declared in April to 20, uh, 2017 as the first second chance month, a, na- <clears throat> a national <coughs> effort to reduce barriers to keep formerly incarcerated Americans from successfully being able to rejoin society. The following year, 2018, President Trump and the United States Senate officially recognized April 2018 as the second chance month. And we, uh, alongside with 19 other state senators and local governments, and more than 230 partners, organizations around the country. So through this service, Pastor Dane has given us the opportunity to share with you a little bit more about what Second Chances are all about. And we thank President Biden for actually um, allowing 2021 to also be recognized as another year to celebrate the Second Chances that God has given, not just to the people who have been incarcerated, but also for us, the human beings. We have um, many, many people that um, we know that they, they can't, they are um, being able to reach by God. We know that God has forgiven us for our sins and offered all of us a second chance. So it's second chance today is our official service to celebrate the second opportunities that God has given, not just to the people that have, that are returning from the prison, which we call, again, returning citizens, but also to us as human beings. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning. It's a privilege to be here. And um, Second Chance has a lot to do with Second Corinthians 5-7. And the message for today is in Christ. We as believers are united with Jesus in his death and <clears throat> his resurrection. It's important that we believe and understand this pattern that how God has has given to us. And we participate in a new creation in here by his Holy Spirit. Plus, we receive benefits of restoration. This is what Second Chance is all about, to restore us to his kingdom by Christ. We are justified through him, and the believer is sanctified as well. We as believers, we need to get into the word of God and understand what justification is all about. And... Sanctification is all about. It is up to us to get into the Word of God and understand these two principles. Because Jesus is the last Adam, the one in whom humanity is recreated through the Holy Spirit. This is something that the world doesn't understand, but it takes God himself through his Holy Spirit to put it in our hearts. So God in his mercy has always given us second chances since the foundation of the world until now, Christ Jesus is the one. He is the one who will be with us throughout eternity. The whole plan of salvation and history of redemption is only, again, through Jesus Christ. There is no other name under heaven that we must be saved. It is by Jesus. Other gifts that God has given us is reconciliation. This one is a high spot for all believers and probably to non-believers to understand what Reconciliation is all about, which means change 
or exchange from enmity to friendship. Praise God. See, God is an awesome God. I'm a friend of God. Not only that, but I am his son through me believing in Jesus. This is literally very important. God's original plan is to have a relationship with him. So imagine that. Imagine this, this God of creation who created the heavens and the earth. And in the, since the beginning, he said it was good. Everything was good in his eyes. But he needs a relationship with and fellowship. We need to fellowship more and more so we can understand his mercy as we continue walking in him. First John verse 3, this is a key scripture for us to understand. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you. That you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Again, Jesus Christ, is he's the one. He's the one that we need to come to. He's the one that wants to fellowship with us. Most of us need a second chance. We as believers, we need a second chance. We fail God, and then God restores us through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. All things, and now his word says, all things are become new. We're still talking about Second Corinthians 5.17 and a second chance. All things have become new, a new life. Because we are transformed into Christ, we should be different. The born-again believers should be different. And people in society need to see a different change or behavior from us. There's a new behavior, a new way of talk, a new way not of dressing. The dress does not make us better, but the way that we talk, the way that we behave ourselves, it is important to God. Why? Why is this? The question is why? Because we're the light of the world, God says. We are the light of the world. So let's meditate on that for a couple of minutes. Think about second chance. How the church can, how can we the church help those that are coming out? It's important. Very important to God. If it is important to the Lord, it should be important to us. On different behavior. In our behavior, I'm going to read some of them so we can understand we as believers the behavior that we should have. Not, not for anything, but unto the Lord, because the Bible says he loved us first. Meekness. We need to put on meekness. We need to understand what meekness is about and how to walk his walk. Humility. Humility is, is a problem with even though with believers. I have to be honest. We as believers, sometimes we get too proudful. But God wants us to put on a dress, so to speak, through the Holy Spirit to be humble, a humble person. Kindness. Kindness is one of the first John, I mean, in John, Matt, Luke, and John, the Lord showed his kindness not only to his people but to everybody that heard him. So kindness is very important. And patience. We need to be patient. We need to be patient with people. We need to be patient with our surrounding because we don't know how we can impact that person that needs a hope, that needs love, that needs mercy, or just a simple God bless you. That'll work as well. And we need to hate evil. 
We need to hate what is, and we need to cling to what is good. It is important. And we need to have a balance of what is bad and what is good. We as believers, we should have that balance and do what we can. But above all, put on love. We need to put on love. We need to, again, put that love on because it's important to understand what love is. And I'm going to give you just a couple of, one scripture is in 1 Corinthians 13. And I'm going to read from 4 to 7. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not paradise itself is not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, and is not provoked, and it thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Love bears all things, hopes for all things, believes for all things, and this is the God that we serve, second chance. We need to be humble, and we need to restore those that are coming out a prison. It is vital for us to help out always the needy. <clears throat> My wife's going to still go through what prison fellowship is all about, about second chance. God bless you, and we, we want to thank again Pastor Dane for giving us this opportunity to put second chance into our church. Blessings. We recognize um, the importance that we need to give us Believers to those people who are returning back into our communities. You know, the stigma again that they, that we have about them. Anybody freaks out when they hear about the word prison. Imagine prisoner. So we have been doing prison ministry for so many years, over 30 years, and we have seen change. We have seen the worst of the worst coming to the Lord humbly, asking Him for the redemption that they need. In changing lives, not just um, many of them inside the prison because they may not be able to come back to come out, but inside the prison, the change that it just is not just on the head, but it's a change of heart and a transformation of the mind. We all are familiar, as I said before, with Angel Tree. Mary Kay Beard, who, she was the founder of Angel Tree back in 1982, and it is incredible that she was born in a Christian home, walked away from the Lord, and then found the Lord again while she was in prison. And she got to see how the families they, uh, they got together, how the children came to visit the mothers in prison. And while they were visiting, the mothers were collecting toiletries because they had nothing to give to the children. So they were wrapping up all the toiletries and uh, toilet paper, just so that they could give something to the children. That's why Mary Kay, when she came out from prison, she actually became the very first field director for a prison fellowship, and her first assignment was to do something to bring the family together. Second chance, once again. The families have a second chance through Jesus Christ, through the, fa- through the, pim- uh, the parents coming out of prison and coming to a home that already has a little bit of knowledge if not even more than that, about Christ. 
So they come together, they reconcile as a family, and here we have them. We don't know, but we may have even some of the families that um, we see coming to the Sunday services or to the meat services, and we see the mom with the kids, or we see the dad with the kids, or we see the grandma with the children, and we are thinking, what happened to the parents? So, of course, we're not going to be asking, but just keep in mind, you know, like my husband shared with you, be humble, be caring, be loving. We never know who's going to be sitting next to us. So just a good morning. God bless you. Have a blessed week. That means so much for so many people. So second chance, God has given to all of us a second chance. And there are so many stories like Pastor John Kelly, the video that you have just seen. And he has now one of the largest churches in in, in uh, back east. And he is a true example of what God can do. When he changed the mind, he transforms the heart and, and restores the families. So as he says in his video, who would it think that he will end up being married, having children, having being the pastor of a church, when they say, we all say, and many people say, nothing good comes out of the prison, and that is not true. Many of the pastors, missionaries, uh, ministers, preachers now, they have had a past. And I praise the Lord for the second chance that he had, they all have received because, because of that, many communities have been transformed. We are messengers. We are the messengers of God. So each one of you sitting here in the church, sitting there at home, just remember, we all are messengers because God has given us a second chance that we can bring hope to those that are hopeless. So, again, we pray that um, this Second Chance Sunday has been an inspiration to you, has been very informative to you, and just keep in mind that no person is beyond God's reach, regardless of who you are, regardless of where, where you have been. And just one more thing, we also have in Prison Fellowship, if you go to www.com, prisonfellowship.org, you can see the many different types of ministries that are available. If you go to Second Chance Calendar, there are many activities that will take place um, throughout the month of April. Today, the special services, many churches around the country will be having a Second Chance service like the one that we're having today. There's also going to be a virtual event um, that we can send the link if that is something that you guys will prefer or also go to prisonfellowship.org where you will find the information. In addition to it, we're having a prayer walk. We're having a, um, a prayer uh, meeting on April the 17th. Uh, we're having a gala as well to celebrate Second Chance. So please just uh, go through our uh, website, get a lot of information. Uh, I praise the Lord that God has placed us here in this, in this church to be able to share with you in what's happening, what's taking place in the prisons outside as well, and second chances. And for any information, you can always reach out to us. Again, Pastor Dane, thank you so much for the opportunity that you have given us for the support church. Thank you for everything that you have done through Angel Tree, even through COVID. 
you guys rise to raise to raise funds and to support so many kids um, that still have a parent in prison and again are giving a second chance of reconciling their relationship with their mom or dad who is in prison.